1: Why don't we just join our hearts together, unite them together as one, and come before the Lord in prayer. Join me in prayer, shall we? Father, we thank you. We want to come before you just with thankfulness in our hearts. Thankfulness that your presence and your power was made known through us through 2020. And Father, we anticipate great things from you as we head into 2021. Father, no matter what challenges we may have faced in this past year, we look forward with renewed excitement and anticipation, knowing that all things are in your control, all things are in the palm of your hand, and you are working out your perfect plan and purposes. Father, as we enter into 2021, we want to remind ourselves that you are indeed a good God. And as we come before you, we unite our hearts together in uplifting the things that are on our hearts together uh, and individually as well. Father, thank you for hearing our prayers. This morning, we want to pray for those who may have had, uh, who may have had difficulties over this Christmas season. Father, we know with the many challenges that there were those who felt alone, um, those who were isolated from their loved ones and weren't able to spend the holidays together. Father, we thank you that you reminded us that you are always with us, that, Father, your presence was given to us, and that, Father, no matter how alone we may feel, we know that you are there listening, watching, and caring. Father, we pray for those who are maybe facing financial and other resource challenges this year. Lord, we know you are indeed the great provider, and we trust that you'll provide for them in in ways we may not even imagine or anticipate. Father, you indeed are a good God, and we know we can trust you. And Father, this morning, just again, as we enter into a new year, I thank you that you indeed are an unchanging and entirely faithful God. And so Father, we trust that no matter what comes our way, we can depend upon who you are, your character and your ways. And Father, your faithfulness to us will extend throughout this year. Father, thank you for hearing our prayers. We unite our hearts together as one to come into your throne room. And we thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, which allows us to do that. Father, hear our prayers this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Well, good morning, Ebenezer family and our online friends. Uh, As the calendar turned to 2021 on Friday, I'm sure many of us were happy to say goodbye to 2020. It's been a crazy and challenging year for everyone, everywhere. The pandemic has triggered a global crisis that hasn't been seen in hundred plus years. It's filled people with fear and uncertainty and anxiety. It's totally disrupted the work uh, routines and family routines. It's completely changed our social interactions and forced us to isolate. And it's caused a widespread economic instability. It's no wonder people are feeling stressed and overwhelmed and discouraged and fatigued as this year comes to an end. of adults say they feel worried and stressed. Uh, Seven in 10 professionals say they are mentally exhausted, mainly because of the blurring work lines and unmanageable workloads. The majority of Canadian teachers, uh, 70%, in fact, are worried about their own mental health and well-being. Frontline health workers are suffering burnout. Business owners and politicians and other community leaders are stretched to their limits. Parents who are trying to balance out new work rhythms Childcare and homeschooling are overwhelmed and stressed. And even those of us in the clergy profession are feeling the stress and facing unprecedented mental health concerns, according to some studies. You know, people in every group have have quit or are planning an exit strategy or would quit if they could. COVID-19 has upended everything. And not being able to meet with family and friends over the Christmas season was kind of like a final punch in the gut. Uh, People everywhere and in every walk of life are fatigued and and they're discouraged. And that's just COVID. I haven't even mentioned the other parts of life that are just real life. So let me ask you a question. Has there ever been a time in your life when you felt like giving up? Where you just wanted to walk over to the ringside and just kind of throw in the towel? I'm sure all of us at one point of our life have reached that point. Whether it's a job or a relationship or some health-related problems or maybe school, we sometimes struggle to see the light at the end of the tunnel and quitting seems easier than persevering. Can you relate to that? I'm sure you can, especially in this last season, which is why I want to kick off this new year by encouraging you to persevere and to not lose heart. Because being discouraged or or feeling like you want to give up or wanting to quit is not just a global pandemic thing. And it's not just a life thing. It's actually a spiritual matter. You see, discouragement is one of the main tactics of the enemy. The deceiver wants us to lose heart and to give up. Discouragement is one of the primary weapons in his arsenal. And if he can make us feel discouraged and keep us discouraged... He can immobilize us and keep us from being effective in life and in ministry. And that's why the Bible reminds us that we're not fighting against things that are physical. Rather, we're fighting against spiritual forces that work against us. You know, another enemy of our soul is is the enemy of fatigue. When our bodies become physically tired and worn down, it negatively impacts our relationships and makes it almost impossible for us to have a vibrant spiritual life. That's why... Resilience and perseverance are so essential in our lives today. And that's why I want to talk about perseverance. And so here's my my plan of attack for this morning. First of all, I, I want to begin with a fascinating word study in the scriptures that will help us see God's heart for this. And then second, I want to look at a few reasons why perseverance is so important in our lives. And then finally, I want to conclude with a few practical ways to develop resilience in our lives so that we can persevere. And I think that you're going to find this sermon... Really practical and really helpful and hopefully very, very encouraging. In fact, if you do, and you know others that might benefit from it, can I encourage you just to hit the share button on your screen and share this message into the service with other people who you know that could, that could be encouraged by that. So first, a word study. Uh, preachers don't often do word studies, at least not as much as they used to, but this is a word study that the, our executive director of our denomination led us pastors through a few years ago. And it challenged me so much that I, I took some notes and I, I thought I'd put them away for a rainy day. And, and today's that rainy day. Now, as you probably know, the New Testament that you and I read was originally written in Greek. And then it was translated to English and other languages. The Greek is a very expressive language. And often the words are so rich that they're hard to translate into just one English word. And so there are times a Greek word is translated into several different words or phrases in the scripture, depending on the context. Now, the Greek word we're going to look at today is the word ekakeo. And it literally means to become discouraged, to become faint, to become exhausted, to lose motivation, or to give up or lose hope. Now, this word only appears six times in the Bible. In Luke chapter 18, verse 1, where Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them they should always pray and never or not give up, or ekakeo. Or 2 Corinthians 4.1. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not ekkakeo, or lose heart. Or 2 Corinthians 4.16, just a little bit later in that chapter. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are not wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Galatians 6.9 is another one. Let us not become weary, or ekkakeo, in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Uh, Ephesians 2:3:13. I ask you therefore not to be discouraged because of my suffering for you which are our, which for you which are your glory. And 2 Corinthians 3 13, and as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire or echo of what is doing good. Now, I know that was quick, and I don't know if you notice this or not, but, but every single time this word appears in the scripture, it's always preceded by a negative imperative. Okay, now I'm going to show you these again on, on the screen. So it says in Luke 18 uh, that we should always pray and not ekakeo or not give up. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 1 and 16, it says, do not ekakeo or do not lose heart. Uh, Galatians 6, 9, uh, let us not become weary in doing good. Ephesians 3:13, I ask you therefore not to be discouraged because of my sufferings, 2, Corinthians, 2 Thessalonians 3.13. And, and as I pray for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. Now, now, here's the thing. We're actually all at risk of losing heart. You know, just think about your life. Have you ever uh, given up and, and lost heart? Now, if so, why did that happen or how did that happen? Well, there are many, many reasons that cause us to lose heart. But let me give you kind of three uh, common scenario- scenarios which people like you and I are most susceptible to losing heart. Uh, first, we tend to lose heart when the, when the trials and pressures of life are greatest. <laughs> you know, by that definition, the majority of, majority of us are vul- vulnerable right now because 2020 has been one of those uh, tremendously pressure-filled and, and trying years. In the scriptures, we see this happening in the life of people like Elijah. Do you remember his story? He was a prophet who predicted three years of famine and drought across the land of Israel because the king, King Ahab, was evil and had done evil things in the sight of the Lord. Now, as you can imagine, this did not win a popularity contest with him amongst the people, and Elijah felt all alone. To add to the pressure in his life, God told him that he was going to use him to challenge the prophets of Baal to a showdown on Mount Carmel. Now, God came through, if you know the story, and Elijah defeated 450 prophets of Baal in a great display of God's power. It was a huge spiritual victory and and really a defining moment for the nation of Israel. And one would think that after such a gigantic um, victory that there would have been a huge, massive celebration. But that's not at all what happened. Instead of strengthening Elijah, He actually lost heart, and he ran away from the queen who threatened him. Now, if you know the story, you'll know that fatigue factored into this response, but but so did the weight and pressure that was upon him. You see, we're susceptible to losing heart and giving up when life's trials and pressures are greatest in our life. Second, we're at risk of losing heart and giving up when progress seems slowest. Have you ever Felt like giving up on someone or something because there didn't appear to be any sign of movement or progress in their life. You know, as I think back over my years of ministry, there have been several times that I felt this way. I remember in seasons of ministry when I felt like progress had halted. It was discouraging. It was disheartening and disillusioning. I felt like I was failing God, and something very real inside of me wanted just to, to quit and do something that was easier. But by the grace of God I persevered and interestingly what often followed those moments of discouragement were some of the most fruitful, fruitful seasons of ministry that, I, that I've had. I've also almost given up on people changing only to discover that God was actively working in their hearts during the exact time I thought the progress was the slowest. Now That's, that's one of the reasons I love the example of Jeremiah in the Old Testament. He was a prophet who remained faithful in his call to God and persevered, even though he had very few visible results. You know, God wants us to be faithful to what he's called us to do and to be, and to persevere, even if we don't see the results we want in the timing that we want. Third, uh, we're at risk of losing heart and giving up when our prayers feel weak and go unanswered. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever stopped praying for someone or something because your prayers seemed like you were just going unanswered? Or have you ever given up and, and stopped praying because you felt like your faith was not in a place where God would even listen to you? Well, if you have, then let me just remind you what Jesus taught his followers. You see, he knew the weakness of their flesh and he knew their natural tendency would be to lose heart. And so he taught his disciples in Luke 18:1 always to pray. And to not lose heart. Someone said that we should never gauge the value of our prayers by what what happens in that moment. You know, in those times when the circumstances seem impossible in our lives, I would just say don't stop praying. In those times when when people's hearts seem too hard and they're not responding, I'd say don't stop praying. In those seasons when life seems overwhelming, don't stop praying. In all things, in all ways, keep running to God. Do not echakel. Do not lose heart. Do not give up on him. And why must we not echakel? Why is it important that that we persevere? Well, let me give you three reasons why it's critical that we persevere. The first reason is we need to persevere because it is the primary way that we resist the devil. Now, let me quickly look at 2 Corinthians 1, verses 8 and 9 with you. Um, it's, it's one of those raw and honest verses where Paul is describing the pressure he feels from the relentless spiritual attacks that are being levied against him by, by the devil. And this is what it says in 2 Corinthians. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships that we suffered in the province of Asia. We are under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts, we felt the sentence of death. You see, uh, one of the chief strategies in, the spiritual, in spiritual warfare is, is pers- perseverance. Ephesians 6:13 says this, yes, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that we, so when the day of evil comes, you may, be able, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. With the breastplate of righteousness in place. And it goes on. You see, uh, standing firm, the phrase used in that verse, is really the opposite of giving up or echo KOing, if that's even a word. In another one of Paul's letters, he puts it this way um, be steadfast, immovable, always giving yourself to the work of the Lord. And that's the opposite of losing heart. You see, to stand firm and to be steadfast and immovable is not just a defensive position, like it might appear. It's actually a weapon. It's a weapon that convinces the devil that he's the one who should give up, not you. So don't ekakeo. Stand your ground. Be steadfast and immovable. You know, I think far too many Christians quit just minutes before God wants to give them that victory. And so don't don't give up. Don't ekakeo. And don't minimize these spiritual battles either, because although short, these battles being waged in the realm of man have huge impact on the future. Second, we need to persevere because perseverance is essential for growing our character. James 1 verses 2 to 4 says this, Consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops what? It develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. You know How does God grow our character? Well, through our proper response to the daily pressures and irritations of life. Through a proper response to the pressures of dealing with difficult people. Through proper response to the pressures associated with meeting the needs of our spouses and our friends and our family. Through proper response amid suffering and trial. Through proper response to God's discipline in our lives. And what is that proper response? Well, well it's perseverance. It's resilience. It's, it's the tenacity not to give up or not to give in. So why Persevere. Because it's the primary way that we resist the devil. And because, uh, second, it helps us grow mature in our faith. And the third reason is because when we persevere, it inspires others to persevere as well. Hebrews 12, to 3 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let's run with perseverance that race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes, On Jesus, the Author and the Perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so you will not grow weary and lose heart. You see, when we hear the story of spiritual transformation in someone's life, we we get excited; it's praiseworthy. If we hear of a miracle happening in someone's life, we we are, are amazed and we praise God for that. But when we hear of or observe people who persevere in the face of opposition and hardship and loss, it's actually inspiring. It helps us to endure our circumstances better. It motivates us to, to press on. And likewise, when you and I persevere, It inspires others to persevere in the face of their difficulties, too. That great cloud of witnesses referred to in that Hebrew passage is is the image of a great stadium filled with people watching. And in those stands may be your children who are watching how you respond to the trials and pressures of your life. Or maybe those watching may be your neighbor or a co-worker or a teammate or a relative. And as they watch you persevere, they're learning how to develop resilience and perseverance in their lives. Why do we persevere? Because it's the primary way that we resist the devil. Because it helps us grow and mature in our faith. And because it inspires others to persevere. Now, there are more reasons that I could share, but in the interest of time, I want to get to the very practical side of this and just share a few ways we can develop perseverance in our lives today. So how do we grow perseverance in our lives? Well, first of all, we're able to persevere best when we live and walk in community with other like-minded people. (laughs) Now, this is a huge challenge for us in this season, but it's not impossible. You remember the passage in Hebrews that says, let's not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let's encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You know, a chief way to help us persevere is to be in community with others who are persevering in this journey of faith. The reality is, is we all face many challenges in this life of faith. And one of the best ways to process them is in the godly counsel and support of other like-minded people. And the enemy knows this. And so guess what his strategy is? It's to divide us. It's to separate us. It's to make us disagree on things that are secondary things. It's to isolate us. And then as we is it, to come along and to, and to destroy us. Parents, your children have a better chance of persevering when you um, encourage them and engage in open, meaningful conversations about the challenges of your life and faith. Teenagers, you have a better chance of persevering and standing firm when you connect yourself to good Christian friends who share your values. And by being part of a church youth group, with sponsors who care for you and who, can, who you can relate to, especially in those moments when you don't think you can relate to mom and dad as well. Men, you need to find other like-minded men who understand the way you think and are willing to lovingly challenge and hold you accountable. Business people, you need to find other like-minded business people who understand the pressures of the marketplace, who understand the pressures of trying to provide for people who have families to provide for. Women need other women to talk to, to share to, to pray with. You know, the bottom line is that we need each other. People who are islands unto themselves get devastated by the storms of life that come crashing on their island. But those who live and walk in community endure. Second, we grow in perseverance when we pray. First, John 5.14 says this, that this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, do you think God wants us to persevere? Well, of course he does. So then do you think that that he will answer our prayer to be steadfast and immovable, that we would always give ourselves to the work of the Lord? Well, Well, absolutely. But there are times, though, when our prayers alone are not enough. We need to call in the reinforcements. We need people who are going to fall on their knees and go to battle for us in prayer. And by the way, that's why we, when we were meeting together in person, we open up the altar at the front of the stage so that we can pray for each other's needs. And that's why in this time apart, we have initiated weekly prayer meetings and nights of worship and focused prayer so we can pray for each other. And that's why beginning next week, we're going to take six weeks and look at the importance of prayer in our lives and the lives of our family. Because we need to be a people of prayer if we're going to persevere and not ekakeo, and not lose heart. Third and finally, uh, we grow in our perseverance when our eyes are fixed on Jesus and our hope is firmly placed on the character and promises of God. Hebrews 12.2 again says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and then sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. It's good for us to remember that Jesus himself ran this race, and he knows how to run it perfectly and completely. And it's good for us to remember that that God has promised that he'll be with us. And so we need to place our hope firmly on on the character and the promises of God. And this is one of the reasons, by the way, that beginning in this new year, our daily devotionals will be focused on the promises of God, a promise each day for you to ponder so you will grow in your understanding of God, and you'll grow in your confidence of God, and you'll grow in your perseverance for God. So, uh, Ebenezer family, uh, wherever you are today, sitting in your homes with your kids, and for those who are joining us online, uh, don't echakel. Uh, in this season of trials, don't give up. Don't, don't lose heart. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18, Therefore, we do not ekakeo, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And so we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. May God bless you today. May God's presence be with you, not just today, but every day this this new year. And may you and I be be said of us that we persevered, that we did not give up, that we did not echo. God bless you. We love you. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for our church family. And thank you for the season that you're going to use to refine us, to help us grow. And I pray that, God, in this season, you'll help, help us to grow in our perseverance that we might grow in our resilience, that we can know you better and follow you um, more deeply in every way. And so God, help us to encourage others to do the same. We commit ourselves to you in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out our church website at ebenezerbaptist.ca. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can let us know by clicking like, and by subscribing to our podcast channel. God bless you and thanks for listening.